be nostalgic, but you know, with Billy Graham's passing is just fresh, and I just there's something that's going on in my heart and in my spirit. I was conveying a little bit of it just via text to, to my friend here that this week, and and the Holy Spirit I feel is um, I had to ask the Lord. I said, God, what's going on? Because as I was watching footage, as I was watching things, and I'm watching uh, even his you know clips of his ministry, you know. And what God did through his life. And I'm just, I ha- I'm just overwhelmed with the reality of what God did in his life. And it's not, it's not to puff a man up because, you know, all the glory goes to the Father. He'd tell you that too. It's to look and say, God. So as I'm watching things, and I'm really, I was watching something with, with Lisa on the couch. And we were watching the whole thing where they had him at the, at the uh, Capitol. And they were... You know, they were just doing a service for him. Only four civilians have had this service done. To, and it was just amazing the honor that he received through his ministry. Yet, while they're showing clips and different things, and I'm just like, I had a, the weight of God on my heart. And just thinking to myself, God, what is this? What is this? He goes, it's the purity in the vessel. And so I, I, there's something tonight that the Lord wants to release in consecration I know Jesus, right, he died for us. We've been cleansed, we've been healed, we've been delivered. According to the cross, correct? It's all there. But I, it's, my, it's my heart to just release something for you tonight because I, I feel like we serve the, we feel like we're, God is here to serve us. It's the American church way. That like God is here to serve us and take care of us. And it was weird because I, I had conversations with my mom this week about a dream that she had. Actually, you were involved with the dream. I never shared it with you. But it, it was something that was intense and that brought to mind. And then I heard another dream of, of another thing. And it was the same type of thing, like the storm that was coming. And two spiritual entities came out of the storm. And I believe there were two, two spirits that would come to attack the church, Right? And um, one, I believe, was a, a, a spirit of a religion, and the other was a political spirit. And then there was another bigger entity that I'm not even going to touch and go near right now because I'm not, I'm not prepared to do that. But it was something that is constantly trying to suffocate, constantly trying to twist truth, constantly trying to do things to cause the church to think contrary to what the gospel tells us. And it's a big deal. It's a it's a principality, and it's over the it's over the it's over America, I believe. And then this there was another young prophet who had a dream. He saw something uh, coming up out of the earth, and um, it was on the east coast. It came out of the ocean, came to the coast, and it had a book in its in its in its hand. And basically, what I think of it, it was a legal right, right? It was a document because we've empowered this thing. Right? And really, the Holy Spirit just kind of put on, on my heart, like, wow, God, this thing is crazy. And if I told you who the guy was, you wouldn't even know because he's not like a well-known name. But it was an intense dream that he had. And when he dreams, he's been dreaming since he's nine years old. He's in his 30s now or late 30s or something like that. And when God speaks to him, it's not like something you need to interpret. It's always literal. And so this spirit came, and it had the wings of an, of, of an angel, 
yet the tail of a serpent. And it, was, it had in its hand a document, and it was called accommodation. And I believe it's absolutely a truth. I believe it's a true vision that he had. And it's about accommodation in the church. And I think that sometimes, guys, just relax, because I felt the air get sucked out of the room. <laughs> Everyone just needs to chill and just take it, right, okay, tonight? I believe that God's full of love. I believe he's full of power. I believe we've, we've been, you know, God's already consecrated our lives. But when I, I'm going to give you some things and some truths tonight that are going to make, you know, it's going to kind of bring us back. Because the compass kind of goes like this, or, or the pendulum, I should say. We start swinging one way, and what happens is we're all grace-oriented. We love the love of God, and God never corrects us, right? So this is not the way. I, I, I'm just modeling how you don't fill a church tonight, okay? <laughs> how you don't fill a church, Okay? Because here's what I'm going to, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But I, and I'm going to encourage you in the end. But I'm telling you now that the Holy Spirit is wanting to bring us, bring the pendulum back. Because America, right, we believe that God is here to accommodate us. I'm telling you, I do it. God, I need, I want uh, this and that and this. And I got my list. I do. I, ha I had to repent this week. Because I'm looking at the life of a man who absolutely blasted the globe because he was humble and low. And because his life was separated, like Paul said, separated under the gospel. Right? And so Jesus came to us with a word. And he says this in, in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24. You guys all know it. You don't even have to turn there. Then Jesus said to his disciple, if anyone desires to come after me, these are the words of Billy Graham over and over and over again. <laughs> I heard it in 15, 20 clips this week. I watched probably way too much. But I wanted to honor him, you know, and I wanted to just look and gaze at his life because there is an element which he walked in, and then till the late mid-90s, it started falling off. And it's not because of him, it's because of something that's operating in the United States. Okay? And he says this, if anyone desires to come after me, the words of Jesus, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We don't like a cross. I don't like a cross. I don't want to bear a cross. He bore the cross for me, right? Grace is free. Everything's free, right? I've said that before. The whole thing is free. But whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? So he would, he would preach the word. He would preach this many times. But he would release this thing and say, you need to repent. <laughs> and we've got this thing, you know, God loves us, right? But he doesn't want us to stay the way we are. Right? Always. He never wants us to stay where we are. And this is what I'm, I'm after. I'm after a, a transforming word. I want the full gospel to be, come on, abiding in the ministry. I want a full gospel message to be released in the earth. Because it's about us coming to the Lord and serving him. It's about giving our lives to the gospel. And I feel like so many times we're looking for the, for the oohs and the ahs and all the good stuff. And I'm, and I'm for it. Believe me, guys, I love signs and wonders. I'll pray for anything that moves, really. 
prayed for some lady who I wanted to pray. She wouldn't let me pray. She passed out in the aisle in the supermarket. I'm with Tori, and I'm like, what is going on? And everyone's tripping out. I want to go pray for her. She's like, no, I'm okay. I'm like, no, you're not okay. I want to, come on, you want to bring the healing touch of Jesus everywhere. But I'm telling you there's a dimension that the church is missing that will bring an increase to the power of God. And that's consecration. I promise you. I promise you tonight. Go to Galatians chapter 1. Because the Lord is really wanting to release a grace on the church. Right off chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and, the, and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren who are with me to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. Ready? According to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that you are turning away. Right? This is like Paul. He's talking to the church. This is the early church, right? This is the early church. I, I marvel that you might be turning away from him who called you in the grace of Jesus Christ to a different gospel. I'm saying this, guys. I'll just finish it because I'll start going. Which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than that which we have, which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what, is, than what you have received, let him be a curse. For I, do not now, for I do not now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, would I not be a bondservant of Christ? Set. Obviously, this is not a seeker-friendly church, right? Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. But what I am saying is when we try to preach the gospel to accommodate everyone, we will fail. When we try to accommodate everyone's whims, everyone's I'm not feeling it, it's going to be... And I'm telling you, pastors can fall right into this. Ready? I'm going to nail something against the wall tonight. I really am. It's okay. Just nod at me. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Because it's a good thing because the Lord wants the pure gospel of Jesus to come back to America so that there's another season of harvest, so there's another season of awakening, so there's a fresh transformation and reformation coming to the United States of America and the entire globe, Right? And so here's what God wants to do. He wants to consecrate us, right? Well, we've been consecrated. Yes, we have. You are. You're clean. You're perfect, right? I'm perfect like my heavenly Father is perfect. But come on, I'm telling you guys, God wants to wipe it out. Everything that we're, come on, everything that trips us up, everything that gets in the way of being a release of the true, pure, honest, pure gospel. I'm talking the pure. What does that look like? That looks like what Paul's saying. He's saying there was people speaking, and they were trying to pull people into another gospel. 
And I'm telling you, in America, it's all over the place. We have doctrines that say you get saved once and there is no hell. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You have to repent once and you're good. No, it says you work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is going to, oh my God, God help me tonight. I'm telling you tonight that the power of God is coming in such a way. If we could just position ourselves in a way, and I don't want to get into, it's not about striving. It's not about getting, it is about getting right with the Lord. That's okay, right? It is about getting right with the Lord. But it's not about trying to do better. You know, I'm, go I'm going away in a few days to just hide. I need it. Pray for me, please. Someone, just pray that God would just show up and totally demolish me. It's already in process. But I'm, I'm like, God, something has to happen. Something has to happen. Not for me, but so that we can give you an avenue. Because he's looking for a people to just rest on. Do you know that? He's looking for a people to rest on. The power of God and the essence of who he is is looking to be descending upon a people. Right? And it's not going to come through being outside of the will of God or, or, or trying to just muster something up so that it looks like we're saving the earth. I don't need another program. I don't want another program. I don't want a good uh, system. You know what I'm saying? I don't want a good system. I want Jesus. And so when the Lord comes, he's going to come with strength and power on our lives. And I'm just going to... Where do I go? I'm just going to read a couple things, okay? I have a lot of marks. A lot of marks in the Bible tonight. But just go to John because we love, you know, John 3.16 tells us what? It's just easy, right? We love it. But then if I go to 36, it says, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. But he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. That's the goodness. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him will have everlasting life and live eternally, right? Yay. But here's what I want us to understand. See this word right here, and I'm... And I'm the Word of God is weighing over us. <laughs> it should be weighing on us. Not in a bad way. You know, the prophets used to say, the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, that the Word of the Lord was like resting on them. And I know we live in the New Testament. I know we live under the New Covenant. But I'm telling you, there's a Word from heaven that's coming to your life that God wants to align you with the Word. Because there's, there's a, like we use in, in masonry. <laughs> when you're building, you have to build the thing straight up, so I need a plumb line. And that tells me right where up and down is, right? There's no, because I feel like sometimes we, we negotiate what sin might be. I know, I'm going to go there tonight. It's okay. It's okay. We negotiate, like we try to like make our sin subjective. Right? Like whatever it might be. 
Like if, if we do, like, if we lie, is there a such thing as a little white lie? I had some man tell me that there's no such thing as a little white lie. Actually, Jesus told me that because I look at Ananias and Sapphira because they lied to the Holy Spirit when they were t- just giving. So where would the fear of the Lord be on the church if we were just like, oh, here's my 9.9%. We'll call it 10. I'm just talking about tithing for a second. Or, or we make some type of you know, we deceive people. That's all. You make it look like one thing and then it's another. I'm telling you, come on, God cut my heart about this stuff. Just leaving stuff out, leaving pieces out. You just leave pieces out so that people don't know the truth. That's just one thing. Come on, it's heavy, right? But the Lord wants us to walk in this place where, where we're not deceived in our hearts. We don't walk in deception. We don't walk, walk not seeing or hearing, right? It's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not something that the Lord wants us to walk in. Romans chapter 2. Is it Romans chapter 2? Yeah, we love this. This is a whole... This is a whole Movement on this, right? Verse 4, 2 verse 4. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads to repentance? Oh, but we leave out verse 5, which says, But in accordance with our hardness and our impotent heart, you're treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and the revelation of of the righteous judgment of God. Ah, I'm just trying to swing a pendulum back. We won't, we won't do a four-week series on this because it'll be empty. I'm just saying, guys, there's something that the Lord is trying to get at, right? And he's wanting, he's wanting if, I'm, if I'm operating out of a, just say, just say I have in my heart, I have unforgiveness. Yet I say I'm okay. Well, God's dealing with that. You know, I'm, I'm on my way. No. 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 <laughs> no. It's either you forgave or you didn't. Do you understand? It's like we have degrees of I'm okay, you're okay. Because I'm not walking in fullness, but I'm walking in perfection. I'm justified. I'm sanctified. Don't tell me anything different, brother. Oh, come on. I know. Listen, the worst thing is the Lord has to deal with me on this all first and continue to. So it's not like you guys are like, oh, he's killing us tonight. No, I had to go through this all week. Like, God, I'm like, you need to help me. I need to be absolutely a pure vessel, right? I'm like, God, I want my life to shine like that. Like I got a a picture of Jesus, but then you see people on the earth that move in strength and power, right? And see millions saved, millions upon millions saved. Goes there. I was just watching the whole thing about Billy Graham and, and just the Eastern Bloc countries. 
He just went. It wasn't politically correct. It, he didn't care. He didn't care. We care too much about people around us. As a preacher, I worry about what everyone's going to think. I walk out of a place, right, and release the word, and then I'm thinking after, was that okay? Was this okay? Did I say something wrong? Do I need to change someone's diaper? <laughs> I'm just being honest. But here's the thing. Here's the reality, right? Here's the reality. If my son is contemplating about going into a burning building, I'm not going to go, no, I don't think that's a good idea. You maybe should reconsider that. I'd be like, no! What are you doing? But we don't treat the gospel like that. Like I want my kids to be healthy and whole. I don't want them to drift into catastrophe. I don't want the judgment of God on their lives, right? I prayed for them since the beginning, right? Paul says this in his letters, that I pray for you that Christ be formed in you, that I bring something to impart to you, that you might receive the fullness of those things. And that's the gospel, that's the true gospel, that as spiritual fathers and mothers, because God wants to raise us up as a spiritual house to, come on, steward the glory. Not so that the glory can bring gold dust for us. I'll take it. I want it. But it's not for us. Right? It's the presence of God that we're to serve. And see, I feel that right in my stomach right now. It's the presence of God. We're supposed to serve the presence of God. It is not there to serve us and make us look well and, and kind of give us that shiny, bright smile. Right? It's the presence of God to break strongholds in the earth. And you do it because you stand upright. And there's, it's like Jesus said, the enemy, he has nothing in me. He has nothing in me, not one thing in me. All the things that are getting in the way from the glory of God coming full on your life. Right? I was talking with a young man, not in this church. He's like, I got this thing that I'm struggling with. I'm like, you know what a prophet told me one time? If you just would get rid of that one little thing, just think what God would do. It doesn't, disqual it doesn't disqualify God from using us or bringing us. Come on. He wants to heal the sick. So he'll use broken vessels everywhere. I promise you. I promise you. We don't have to have it all together. I know that. I know that, and I'm not saying that. But I am saying this. Imagine if there was a people that were in one accord, that were walking in fullness and holiness and purity. What power there would be that we don't, come on, that we don't have an orphan heart, that all of a sudden I turn and I got an offense because someone said something good about someone else or someone else's ministry. Oh, this one. And then I feel, uh -huh. 
Well, it's true. It happens. It happens with pastors. It happens all over the church. And God wants to set us free from that stuff so that we can walk into the promise of what he called us to. Right? Remember Moses. We were, Moses, right, was moving and he could only get so far. And I just want to look at Joshua for a minute and then we'll, then we'll pray and we'll worship again. Because it is about the holiness and the presence of God. But when Joshua came, he said, listen, this is what happened. And this is what I thought about. I thought about these two occasions when it said Billy Graham was dead. I'm like, when the, in the day that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. You know, you can look at Billy Graham as an apostolic king. He was an evangelist, governmental, right? No, not, I won't keep flipping his name out there, but I just ha it's, a, it's a, just a picture of what is going on right now. And there is a people that can choose to have an encounter with Jesus or go and try and do all the stuff themselves. Because I want to go, go get everyone and pull them out. But I'm telling you right now, you have to have an encounter face-to-face -face with the Lord Jesus. Can you do it without it? Absolutely. Can you go witness to everyone that's moving? Absolutely. But I'm telling you what the better way is. The better way is this, that as you come before the Lord and he comes and completely sanctifies you, and I believe the word is true, that we are in the last days, that it is the end of time, and God is going to bring us, but he's got to bring the church into a pure form, a pure spotless bride. That means there's no guile. There's no guile in our hearts. There's nothing in our hearts that gets deceive, that deceives anyone. Because deception is a trap. And we deceive ourselves to think that we're fooling everyone around us, but we're not fooling God ever. I thought of Isaiah, and then I thought of Moses. Because Moses died. Actually, Moses expired. God had to take him and hide him. Right? Took his body. And then who's left? Joshi. But Joshua was it, right? And he said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to sanctify ourselves. And I know it's Old Testament, guys, but it is a picture of what God says to us. He saw the promise ahead. Because when we're called, God called them. God called the children of Israel to go into the promise. The promise is the commissioning. So there's calling, consecration, and commissioning. Because he wants to circumcise. He wants to sanctify. He wants to absolutely get all the guck, the muck, the nasty out of your life. So that you can walk in purity. Right? Me first. Because I'm up here. Right? Because every word I speak and yell at you, if <laughs> you want to see coals heaped, you want to see judgment, just stand right here. Everyone wants this. You want this? Who wants this? Pulpit. <laughs> you want this? Everyone, everyone wants the pulpit. Ugh. I don't know if I want it. You understand what I'm saying? 
because it has to be with fear and trembling. You have to live out of a place of absolute consecration. So it's like duck. So God wants to bring us, he wants to break the sleepiness off of us. Right? Because it's easy. What happens? Remember? Remember when? How did we want to put, you know, we want to put the kids to bed. I was thinking of this last night. What's going to keep the kids quiet? Just pacify them. Just give them the binky. <laughs> Just give them the passy. They'll be okay. They might even fall asleep. Or if you give them a little ride, you know, gone by the time you get home. Right? But I was thinking, like, that's the thing. When we're pacified, we go to sleep. There's a sleepiness that comes on us. Because I'm okay now. They're all right for the moment. But what happens is we never get into a place of fulfillment. And as long as we're not, listen. The Bible said they were in one place in one accord. Ephesians speaks about the church coming together and being in one accord. Walking in oneness. Walking in oneness. Not with Jesus, with each other. And I said, God, and I'm, I'm reading this book, right? And I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the scriptural, you know, background about unity. And I'm like, is this even possible? Because everyone gets a tickle, and they got to go this way. And everyone gets a tickle, they got to go that way. And everyone, I do it too. Like, I just don't get settled. But where are we going to find a place where we're settled? Because can there be a people that are walking in unity, walking in fullness and unity? Right? Because the presence of God is with us and we're absolutely at rest because we love and know one another. We don't judge one another, but we walk through everything together. Right? We walk through it together so that you, you, there's no judgment, but that all comes out of relationship. And so when a church is like this deep, that means everything's surface. That's what the women were talking about, like, right? And God doesn't want a church to be this deep. He wants relationships to be rich and deep and not just all about doing stuff, even if it's, even if it's reaching the lost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I'm coming to the understanding that God is calling a church, calling a people to come into the depths of who he is together. But it has to be together. It can't be fragmented. It can't be all over the place. It can't be like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Right? The Holy Spirit's calling a people together. Like, I can be in the room with people who I haven't seen for years and be together. You understand what I'm saying? Because of the depths of my relationship with them. Oh, okay. Because busyness is, is and all activity is not... If it's activity and it's not birthed in, in the depths of who he is, right? You can have 50 programs. You can have, you know, prophetic schools. I can have, I can administrate a bunch of crap. Excuse me. I'm being taped on this one tonight. But it'll be for nothing. 
You understand? Because if I'm not walking relationships with you, then it's nothing. It's really nothing. It's all going to burn, I think. Right? And so the Holy Spirit's calling us to that place. And I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. I'm not going to figure it out. God's going to download it to me, how that's all going to work. Because I can read someone's book and it can all look good on paper. But it doesn't look good because I don't know how the heck it's going to happen. It has to be supernatural. And it has to have a willing people. And so I, it can just be a declaration over everyone. And I'm good at declaring stuff. And I, I, I will declare it. But in the same note, we want to see God come in such a way that we are consecrated together. And living in the place together, right? So he, he called Joshua. Back to Joshua. He calls Joshua and says, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go sanctify it. In three days, you're going to go over the Jordan. It says that as they, they put, called the priests, and they put the ark on their shoulder. Because now it no longer was going to just dwell and follow them. It was going to lay on the rest on the people. They'll still have their tent, but the people were now, come on, we're going to walk and the seas were going to part, right, in unity. Because at that point, you know what the priesthood did? They did this. They timed it. So they walked in unison, right? One step. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy. And it may have been ritualistic, but it's a picture of this, that where every step we take with the Lord, every step that we have, and he's, his presence is on top of us. This is why I'm saying the weight of this, the weight of the word, the weight of the words that have been spoken to your life, the weight of the prophecy that's been spoken to your life is going to come, right, by God resting it on you. I want the, I want the weight of the word to be on me. It's like tonight I was like sitting at the house. I'm like, God, I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything. He goes, you got a lot of things. I'm like, really? I don't have anything. No. He said, look. Right? So go to Timothy. Sorry. Second. I'm famous for that. 16, 316. Another 316. Ready? The weight of the word. All scripture is given by inspiration, by the inspiration of God. It's profitable. Profitable for doctrine. For reproof. For correction. For instruction in righteousness. Whoops. That's like three quarters correction. One just encouragement. And how do we usually preach? I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm guilty because I want to, like, I want people to leave happy and smiling all the time. Don't you want to, you know, if you were up here, you'd want everyone to be like, yay, church was amazing. We love, we love that guy, you know. But it shouldn't be about that, Right? Keep going. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who judges the living and the dead. That is appearing. Ouch. Judging the dead and the living. Hopefully I'm living. In his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. Why does he say all long suffering in teaching? 
Long-suffering, that means you better be persevering when you're preaching or you won't make it. And so how many want to be preachers in the room? Raise your hand. She doesn't want to. Here we go. We got a couple. Good, good. Good, yeah. You Raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So here you go. And the Lord gives us the word again. Preach the word. Not so that you can make people happy and feel fuzzy. I'm sorry. I came into some type of weird reality this week. That the word will bring healing after it cuts. The word will bring healing after it cuts divides, like the word says, between soul, spirit, joint, and marrow. Because what? Everything will be revealed in the word. But no, we, we want to, you know, we want everything to be nice. We want to fill the church. I do want to fill the church, but I want the right people here. Right? We want everyone who's on fire who can handle it. Come on. Oh, good God today. I'm just going to keep going until I'm done. So it was like this. So they go through and, and, and just Joshua, I know I'm bouncing back and forth, but it's okay. It's good. It's good preaching tonight. I feel good. I keep telling myself that. You're all laughing now, so it's all right. This is what the Lord's saying, right? All of a sudden, he, spe he speaks to them. You're going to go into the land of all the ites. And you're going to take care of all of them. And you're not going to let any of them survive. You've got to get rid of all, uh, take care of it all. And so just like he was told that, then we have this, we fast forward whoosh, to the kings. And you have Josiah the king. He may be listening in the back. Who's born. Because why? Because in hundreds of years, they had let something sneak back in to the house of God. And now, it says that Jeroboam had built two golden calves and put them on the altar. Oh no, it was better than Israel because Israel only did one. He did the double portion of idolatry. Right? And so there's a, a prophet who shows up on the scene and says, thus says the Lord. And he prophesies about Josiah. And he says, this altar will split. And Jeroboam says, no. And puts his hand out and it shrivels up. Leprosy. And this is what I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm reading too much Old Testament. But here's what's going on. The Lord is showing us in this that if we try and reach out and we try and stop what God wants to remove, the fivefold ministry will just shrivel up and die. If we go ahead and just keep going 
like we're going. Right? I get on my soapbox. It's four inches high. If we keep going that way, this will shrivel up. And here's what I want. In my heart of hearts, hmm, it says that Josiah was born. Because God's looking for a Josiah generation. He's looking for a Joshua generation and a Josiah generation, which all means Jesus, all in one, the same name. It's all Jesus. He's looking for a Jesus generation that will go to the high places, right? Not that you're called to pull down strongholds, but you're called to take down every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is after this, wants to release this on our lives, wants to bring this into you right now, right today. Come on, nothing, don't hold back. You just give yourself to it. Take it for your family. Take it for your children. Take, listen, I want my whole life to be consecrated like that. That there's no longer a high place. That I'm like Jesus, that when Jesus said the enemy, he has nothing in me. When he told Peter, he said, I'm sending, <laughs> Satan's coming to sift you. Who wants to be sifted by Satan in the room? I'm good with that. Thank you very much. You know? But the Lord wants to come in. And he wants to allow the presence and the power and all of who he is to come inside of you. And it can't come when you've got high places. Can I look at me? You too. I'm serious. I'm totally serious. Every high thing has to go. Every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of who he is and the glory and the dominion and the power and the holiness of who he is. What do you think stirred the great awakening? We think, we think that we're going to have a great awakening without consecration. I'm telling you, the Lord, Lord's after this stuff. I, I'm, I'm like, God, I'll just release this. I don't even know where this is going. Maybe no one will come back next week, but oh well. Right? Because I have to say like Paul, am I here to please, man? Because when everyone speaks well of you, that usually means you're probably not doing something right. I, I hate to say that, but that's the truth. When everyone speaks well of you and thinks you're the best person on the earth, you're probably not living for God. There's something probably off. I, I don't, it's what the scripture says. I didn't say that. That's what the word says. That when everyone's on. Right? And I want people to like me. Don't get me wrong. Ask my wife. She knows I'm happy when people like me. All right, Tori, help me quick. Brandon, Brandon, too. You can consecrate up there. Everyone can consecrate up there. 
but that's what we're going to do. We'll just, we'll end like this, right? We'll just give ourselves to the Lord. And you can come up here. You can stay there. You can do whatever you want. Just give yourself a lot. I just want to, just, I want God to come in and fill. And it's nothing I can do. I'm not going to lay hands on anyone tonight. No way. Because I'm not qualified. Not tonight. You understand? I'm not. The Lord just wants to come and wreck you. So let him wreck. Let me pray for you. How's that? Pray for myself. So you know how I know God wanted to do it this way? Because Tori gives me, she gives me the song list after. She's like, I don't, I don't want to. She always wants to know what I'm preaching. And she said she was going to sing this. And I'm like, yeah, just put that at the end. Do it at the end and then at the end. Because the Lord wants this. He wants this for us. Because there's something about the soul getting completely right with the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm not apologizing tonight, but that's what he wants. And he doesn't want anything in the way. He just wants to move. Just think, just think. I don't have nothing in the way. There's no stuff for him to trip over. And you just submit, you just, I know he's made us clean. But we hold on to stuff when we trip over stuff. And God's just saying, drop it now. Just drop it now. It's like, drop that weapon. Drop it now. Because the weapon against yourself. So, Father, tonight I ask you just release the power of just separating ourselves unto you, Lord. Lord, I pray that every one of us right now, every one of us, me included, every one of us tonight, right now, would just give everything that's in the way of, of the, the power of the cross having its full power in our lives. The resurrection life would not be stifled by anything inside of us. That we would say like Jesus, the enemy has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. And so, God, we thank you for the life of God inside of us. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that saves every one of us in this room, that saved us. But, Lord, we don't want to convince ourselves to walk with you anymore. Pep talk ourselves out of depression. Lord, I thank you that you're calling a generation to consecration, sanctification, and absolute purity to run with the fire of God and the fire of heaven. So, Lord, we come before you tonight asking that you just release a grace for that. That there be a grace, that there be an empowerment. to walk way beyond ourselves. I thank you that as we confess our stuff, that you're faithful and you're just and you're an amazing king to forgive us for whatever gets in the way of what you're doing tonight. Lord, we put aside every bit of uh, deception 
manipulation, sexual impurity. Lord, we release it to you. Thank you that tonight many will receive breakthrough. It's just going to happen. Breakthrough. Breakthrough.